Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the channel. It is Denise Salcedo, and it is Tuesday, January 9th, and we are here to talk about WWE NXT, and we had a pretty interesting show here go down uh, tonight because we got some surprising endings. We got a couple of good moments, some story progression um, with a couple of items, so there was definitely a lot to talk about on today's episode of NXT, and I got to tell you, I'm pretty surprised with the way that things played out towards the end of the night. I thought I knew where things were headed for the closing of the show. And then I was completely um, surprised by the ending. So we're going to go ahead and get right to that. But before I do, I want to go ahead and give some shout outs. Thank you so much to Sheldon Jackson for kicking us off, sending in some DWO memberships. I um, appreciate that very freaking much. We got our first super chat of the night. And this this is from Tim Weinerger Jr. who says, Hey, Denise, I loved the felon Tiffany vignettes. Also love the fact that Oba Femi is the new North American champion. I don't like seeing main roster stars with NXT belts. Uh, this is from Tim Weinerger Jr. Thank you so much for sending this in. I appreciate it, man. All right, so let's get to it. I'm going to kick things off with the main event because I think that's what a lot of people um, want to talk about first and foremost. Okay, so here's what went down. Um, we had the return of Dragon Lee. Now, most of you guys remember that Dragon Lee was out for a couple of weeks. I think it was like two or three weeks, somewhere around that. He had been out due to visa issues, and he had literally just won the NXT North American Championship. He had two open challenges immediately winning after he won the NXT North American Championship, but he was never supposed to be NXT North American Champion because if you all remember, he filled in for Wesley. Wesley was supposed to be NXT North American Champion. So I think that for the most part, most of us kind of knew that Dragon Lee, who is a main roster talent now, was probably not going to be holding the NXT North American Championship for very long. Of course, his open challenge matches were great, so it was sort of the bright side of, unfortunately, you know, Wesley being injured. I guess you can say if there's a bright side, the only bright side in this was that we got to see some pretty cool Dragon Lee matches. But regardless, like, we weren't expecting Dragon Lee to hold the championship for that long. And so he ends up being challenged backstage by Alexis King. Alexis King quickly confronts him and says, hey, you're back. Are you still doing the open challenges? Dragon Lee says yes. And he's, they sign a little contract. The match is made. And it's the main event of the night. And I'm thinking, all right, this is it. Um, Alexis King is going to become NXT North American champion. And I'm not kidding you guys. I thought that it was so going to happen that I was even starting to make my thumbnail for it. I was already starting to change the title because I legitimately thought that Alexis King was going to win and then he didn't by the way this was a fun this was a fun little match the main event was pretty cool uh it was fine but the ending i literally wrote it down when when dragon lee won i thought man this kind of fell a little flat i was expecting uh either a phenomenal defense um and seeing dragon lee capitalize like in this big moment and and have it feel like a big deal and that didn't happen. Then I'm thinking, okay, well, then 
Lexus King should have probably won and would have felt pretty exciting. And then that didn't happen either. And so the whole time I'm thinking, man, this really fell flat. And then all of a sudden we hear Obafemi's theme song, which to be honest, I didn't really recognize because it's not like we've heard it that many times. So it took me a second for me to realize that it was Obafemi coming out. So the second that he came out, I think most of us kind of knew what direction was we were headed in? I think we mostly knew that uh, Obafemi was going to be uh, winning here tonight. And the match, the little match that we saw with between them was pretty cool too because Dragon Lee goes right in and he like dives onto Obafemi. We see like Tornado DDT, um, super kick from Dragon Lee in the ring to Obafemi. But at the end of the day, man, uh, Dragon Lee just had a match. Obafemi completely overpowered him, power bombs him in the ring and pins him one, two, three, and is your brand new NXT North American champion. Now, here's the thing. There's a lot to touch on on this. I'm going to start off with Obafemi. So Obafemi, for those of you who do not know, he is... um. He won the NXT breakout tournament. That's how he was able to uh, get that contract and cash it in on Dragon Lee. And for the most part, the thing that's really intriguing about Obafemi is one, his size. The dude is a big, meaty, damn dude, okay? And then on top of that, he did pretty good in the breakout tournament. Uh, he was definitely a fan favorite from the very beginning, and he just continued to show uh, that he was good throughout the entire tournament. And the thing that I think people like about him, and because it's the thing that I like about him, is that he's a big dude that doesn't move like a stiff. Like, this guy actually is enjoyable to watch. Like, he's got so much intensity. Uh, he hits all of these power moves. It's very fun to watch him kind of, like, explode in in the ring. So seeing him become NXT North American champion. Oh my God. I just realized something. I'm so stupid. I literally just realized that when he won, when he won the contract, I literally said here on the post show that day, the day that he won the breakout tournament, I literally said, Oh, I totally see him becoming NXT North American champion. I just remembered that I said that that day. Um, and I remember saying it because, um, we have not seen a big meaty man. We literally had this conversation. We have not seen a big meaty man be NXT North American champion in the longest time. We were talking about Bronson Reed. Uh, everybody was bringing up, you know, past champions. And so, damn, I'm actually pretty stoked now because I had wanted him to become NXT North American champion, but I just didn't think it was going to happen tonight. A week later, uh, I thought it was going to be Lexus King. And then from there, he would probably uh, eventually cash in on Lexus King. I thought that was the direction that we were headed in. But uh, no, uh, we ended up speed passing through things. But anyways, I thought it would made for a very entertaining to the end of the show. I'm excited to see what this version of an NXT North American champion is going to look like. Because for the most part, we've had a lot of like high flying guys, Wesley, Dragon Lee, all of the Lees. Like we haven't had uh, a big meaty dude, although we did once have a big meaty dude, Keith Lee. Okay, there, I'm dead. I'm just going to go off on a tangent. But anyways, um, point is, is Obafemi is your new NXT North American champion. And I think this is going to be really cool to really make him and catapult him into a star because the dude, uh, he's got the package. He's cooking. Uh, excited to see what he's going to bring to the table. Now, here's the other thing, though, that got me thinking. And this is in regards to Lexus King. 
When it comes to Lexus King, though, what the hell is going on, guys? And I'm curious. I want to get your guys' thoughts in the comments here because is it just me or has his momentum on NXT completely, like, I feel like I'm not going to say they've hit the brakes on his momentum, but I definitely feel like they saw the yellow light and they have slowed down because Lexus King came in pretty hot coming into NXT. You know, he's got this buzz, former AEW guy going to WWE. He's doing all of these really great promos where he's talking about his father, talking about how he didn't have the same relationship with his father that his fans had with him, that people in the industry have with had with him. And it was really deep stuff and people were really into the character. Alexis King was trending on Twitter. I mean, he had some buzz coming into NXT. And I thought that they were going to have him come in and kind of like skyrocket him into the main event scene of NXT. And I sort of feel like I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and it just never really happened. And so I'm not saying they've hit the brakes on him at all, but they have sort of slowed down in regards to what we're seeing with Lexus King. Now, I don't know if I'm the only one here in regards to that, um, but I'm wondering, like, we need to start getting cooking with Lexus King, guys. Like, he needs to be in a, either a really hot storyline, needs to have some really great uh, standout matches. Uh, we need to see something going here because I just feel like he came in with so much buzz and you want to obviously ride that wave of momentum. Um, here we go. Zeno Hour says, Lexus King is fine. He just main evented for the first time tonight. Uh, Pierre says, they slowed him down a little. Maybe they want to... Maybe they want to save him. Um, and here's the thing. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I do feel like I just thought things were going to be a little bit different for him, on, especially with his start here in NXT. But we got a couple of super, chat, super chats to get into, so let's get to them. Um, we got Jay Stone here who says, After the ranch hand stuff, I can see Tiffany developing a relationship with Fallon Henley and becoming at least a tweener. So that's the thing. I think a lot of people kind of want this because um, you're not the first person that has brought this up on social media, on the chats. Everybody wants to see this odd couple pairing between Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley. And I don't blame anybody because those odd couple pairings are always really fun. And but the way that things ended here today, I'm not so sure it's happening soon. If it happens, it's going to be a little bit later because Tiffany Stratton did not have a good day. Darf Stevens says, I officially want a Fallon Tiffany TV series. That was cold. If this was the end of that, I'm bummed. I hope not. I think that here's the thing. I think that the people making decisions at NXT are fully aware of what people are saying on the internet about the product, about the storylines. And it literally like you, if you're on, if anything NXT related, or you just click on Tiffany Stratton or Fallon Henley's name on Twitter or whatever, you will automatically see that people want this. People want to see more of this. And I'm not even lying to you guys, but the second that um, Tiffany Stratton lost that match and we knew that she was going to be the ranch hand, the entire week, I was looking forward to NXT just to see this. Just to see this. So I feel like uh, I feel like people at NXT are probably aware that uh, they've got something here with this whole storyline. 
Lab Glass, thank you so much for becoming a brand new member of the DWO. Also, shout out to Nestor Pilenos for also becoming a member. Uh, Ebony Prince, thank you so much for the super sticker and for being so active on Twitter. I always see you tagging me and stuff, and I appreciate that. Um, we got Mr. Twilly here who says, Lexus King lost a match and thanked Carmelo um, for the rub. He's just supposed to be a goober. That will do anything for clout. I guess that is definitely true. I mean, he was trying to... He made it seem like he was part of this whole um, Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams storyline. And he ended up getting himself a match. So it worked. And then he attacked Trey Bearhill, took him out of the tournament, got himself involved in that. And so, yeah, he sort of gets himself in. He gets himself in these positions. But thank you so much for that super chat. We got Carrie, Corey David, excuse me, who says, I need Oba Femi to pull a Keith Lee double champ goat. Um... I don't know if we're ever going to have, or at least right now, have a double champ. See, here's the thing, though. I don't really want that. I don't really want that because I like having separate champions. I love to see other people get, you know, put over and do their thing. So for that reason, I get what you're saying because it looks pretty damn cool to have a double champ. But at the same time, uh, I think we're good right now because I love what Elias, you know, going to be doing soon hopefully once he like once they get him active once they have him doing things um and uh i think oba is going to be fine on his own with just the one bout but anyways we'll see if we ever get a double champ uh in the future Corey david thank you so much for that super chat here so anyways that stuff with the main event exciting to see oba as NXT North American champion, but I'm going to get into the topic that I think a lot of people also want to talk about since we've already had so many super chats about it. It is Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley. So they finally did it. They finally did the simple life thing, uh, her being a ranch hand. And I was just saying how this is something that people have been looking forward to. If you watch NXT, chances are you're a fan of Tiffany Stratton because even though she's a heel and even though she's this like bougie daddy's girl, I'm going to go shop at Rodale Drive and spend all the money in the world. Um, She's fun to root for in the way, not at, not root for her in a way where she's a baby face, but like root for her. Like you just want to see her be a total snob on TV because it's kind of fun to watch that. And Felon Henley is like completely opposite. She's the farm girl, the hard worker. I mean, you could not be more different. But I do think, and I feel like a lot of people feel this way too, that at some point they're going to find a middle ground. I don't know what that middle ground is going to be, but how many times don't we see enemies become friends? And I do think that's what's eventually going to happen with Tiffany Stratton and Felon Henley. I think we want to see it too. We definitely want to see it. So with this, I think that the parts that were really good, well, one, I was happy that they kept it going throughout the entire show. Like we got once, I think we ended up getting like three segments of this throughout the entire show. And so it started off with her like walking in there and uh, getting introduced to what she was doing. At one point, she has to clean Buttercup the horse's poo. And it's very funny, actually, because it's it. I don't know. It wasn't necessarily the dialogue that I think was funny to me. I actually thought the dialogue could have been a little bit funnier. Uh, I think they could have thrown in some zingers in there. But To me, the funny parts were more so the facial expressions of Tiffany Stratton. I think it was just like watching her having to like 
make all of these faces and her hair is in between the horses and it's all staticky and she's totally grossed out and the horse is looking at her and it's weird. And it was more so that, that I think I enjoyed. Uh, I do wish that they got a little bit more brave with the dialogue. I think the dialogue could have been a little bit better just so that we could be here like laughing about some of the funny lines, but um, there were only, I think it was more so the funniest part was in the beginning where she's like, I don't speak ranch. <laughs> and by the way, thank you, Tiffany, because I also don't speak ranch. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. I felt like I was being uh, represented on television today. Uh, so thank you very much, Tiffany Stratton. But I thought that was the funniest part where she said she didn't speak ranch and she didn't know what muck meant. And apparently muck means to clean. Thank you, Fallon Henley. I learned something new today. I think they should have done more of that because that was pretty damn funny. Um, but anyway, so this closes out, though. Fallon Henley finishes her job. She does everything she was asked to do, no matter how painful it was and how degrading and her dignity just went down the drain. She still did it. And so she starts like talking all of the smack to Fallon and starts telling her about how she pities her life. This part was great. Her going off and telling her how horrible her life is and how much more thankful she is for her own life was phenomenal because at first you're thinking, oh, She's getting the upper hand once again, and that wasn't supposed to be the point of this. The point of this was so that she could be totally and completely distraught. Well, my friends, poor Tiffany Stratton ended up stepping in horseshit, literally stepping in it, beautiful, shiny shoes, went right into it. And then afterwards, she like fell into a tub of water and she's there screaming and crying and that was the end of it. Now, I hope they do more of this. I don't know how, but they need to do more of this. Uh, I'm not done yet with Tiffany and Fallon Henley. So that's where I'm at with all of this. All of this. All good stuff. Um, no, by the way, she did not milk a cow for everybody here in the chat asking. Um, I wanted them to do something like that. I thought that would have been really funny, but I don't know. Maybe they didn't have a cow. I don't know what the cow scenario looks like over there. I don't even know any of the, like, where they use the ranch or anything like that. No idea. But they got the horses. Next time we need cows, though. I was hoping we saw her with some cows, some little pigs, maybe chasing a chicken. See, like, they could do this again. I just don't know how. I don't know how they'll just do it again. Maybe she loses another match. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but definitely want to see more of this. But as of right now, it's looking like a just a one time thing. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and continue on. We got so much more to get into here today. I want to go into let's see. I want to talk about the Lyra Valkyra lullaby stuff next because God, I'm such a big fan of Lyra Valkyra. I think she's so freaking cool. She comes out there and she basically says that in four weeks, sorry, yeah, in four weeks' time, February 4th, Vengeance Day, she's looking for an opponent. However, we're going to find out who that opponent is next week. So we're going to be having a 20-women battle royal. But here's the twist, though. And I like this. I like this so much better because you guys know I hate battle royals. I'm not a battle royal fan. Uh, I'm just not. Anyways, battle royal. 20-women battle royal. But once we're down to four women... It's going to turn into a fatal four-way. And then whoever wins that fatal four-way will then go on 
to face Lyra Valkyra. So I'm glad that they added that twist. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, I don't know if Lola Vice is going to be in it. I imagine that she would be. But basically what we got after this, though, was Lola Vice and Electra Lopez coming out. And actually, no, she's not going to be in it because if the match is next week and they already announced that they're having a tag team match. So, no, she's not in it. So that means somebody else is going to have to win that and challenge Lyra Valkyra. So if anybody has any thoughts on who should challenge Lyra Valkyra, Throw in some names right now because um, actually now that I think about it, I don't know who's going to face Lyra Valkyra at Vengeance Day. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So Lola Vice, she comes out and she comes out with Electra Lopez. She has her contract because she won the women's breakout tournament. And she starts talking about how she can cash in her contract anytime. And Lyra, by the way, I want to give a shout out to Lyra's mic skills because she has gotten increasingly better in her promos. Like she completely dismantled Lola Vice in this little promo off. She started telling her how, oh, she came into WWE and she had all of this buzz about who she was, yet she hasn't done anything and she's just been talking the talk, but she hasn't actually been doing any action. All she does is talk and she tells her, I'm tired of seeing you shake your ass on Instagram and I want to face Lola Vice, the cage fighter. Uh, as we all know, Valerie Loretta, uh, former MMA fighter, so transitioned into pro wrestler. So I like that too because I don't feel like they have really honed into that on NXT so much. Like they really haven't, if you didn't already know this, I don't even, have they even mentioned this on, I'm pretty sure they've mentioned it on commentary. They would have had to. I probably just didn't listen to that, but I feel like they really, really haven't pushed it enough that Valerie Loretta has this background. And so if you didn't know, you probably, probably still didn't. I don't know. And so anyways, that's what Lyra wants. Lyra wants to fight Lola Vice. The badass, not Lola Vice was just going to go shake her butt on Instagram. And Lola Vice starts talking about how she has this Latina heat. And Lyra's like, I don't even see no Latina heat from you. That was good. That was good, too. Um, Eventually, Lyra tells her, let's have a match right now. But Electra Lopez sucker punches her in the face. And they both start kicking Lyra's butt until her bestie Tatum, her weirdo bestie, basket case friend, comes out and has her back. And so they're going to end up having a tag team match next week. All right. So let's see who people are saying might go on to face Lyra at Vengeance Day. So we still got a couple of people saying... We're still got a people saying, um, ah, I like everybody mentioning Cora. I don't know if they're going to move Cora there already. I have a feeling like if that happens with Cora Jade, it might be down the line. I don't know. Someone says JC Jane. I think JC Jane would be a good one because she's not really doing much. She's doing the whole thing with Chase U. She's going to help them get money. But other than that, like there really isn't much going on with her. Like we really haven't even seen her wrestle. So she's somebody that I think would be really cool to um, to see her win and maybe go and do something there. Um, but we got more people saying Cora Jade. I don't know if it's going to be Cora Jade. I think it's. I think they might save that for later because I think when Cora Jade goes for the goes for the NXT Women's Championship, I think she's winning. 
And I don't think Lyra is going to be losing the belt anytime soon. So for that reason, I'm not expecting it to be Cora Jade. So that's where I'm at right now on that. Uh, we got more people bringing up. Um, Tatum Paxley is going to be teaming with her. So unless she teams with her and also does this battle royal, I don't know if she's going to do that. But if she does, then that's something. And we got some people suggesting Tiffany Stratton. I think she's still doing her thing with... Um, Fallon Henley for a bit. So who knows if it'll be Tiffany Stratton, but that'll be a good one as well. Um, duh, we got Dooley who says we need to see more of Carmen Petrovic. She's pretty good. I, I don't think it'll be her either. Damn, I don't know. I don't know who it would be. I feel like usually I'm pretty good at like trying to guess some of the stuff of what's going to happen, but I feel like they can go in so many directions. You know what? I would like a return. Like where's Wendy Chu? How long, how long is she going to be out for? I don't know the details of that. I would like to see a return. I think that would be pretty cool. But no, I don't know who it's going to be. Um, someone also mentions another return in Soruka. I don't know how long she's going to be out, though, for as well. Someone also points out um, Mako Satamora. That would be really good, too. I think the last time we saw her might have been when she had that match with Roxanne. Was that the last time we saw her? I think so. Um, we also got someone mentioning Lash Legend. Last Legend, that would not be a bad option because she got some buzz uh, heading into the last pay-per-view where she had that spot with Otis. She did really good at deadline at the uh, Iron Survivor for the women. Uh, so she would not be a bad one to put into that match with Lyra Valkyra. They could have a pretty fun match. And I think for the most part, like, you know, she'll be fine taking that loss to Lyra. So who the hell knows? <laughs> oh, man. D-Law says someone wake up Wendy Chu. Yeah, seriously, someone wake up Wendy Chu. We want we want Wendy Chu back. I definitely want to see her back. All right, so that's where we're at with Lyra Vakira and Lola Vice. I want to go ahead and stay with the women right now because there's still a bunch to talk about in regards to them. The other thing that we had was, oh, what about Nikita Lyons? Because we did have Nikita Lyons versus Blair Davenport. And um, I like the way that they started this match. So this opened up the show. And both women had already been fighting. So it had a nice little start to it. Uh, you know, Nikita is mad at Blair because Blair was the one who took her out. And she was out for, you know, months and months. And that was the storyline that they ran with. So this was fine. Nikita goes in there. She's like suplexing Blair. Uh, they really gave Nikita a lot of offense during this match. I would say it was like 97% Nikita. And then like the last 3% was legitimately Blair Davenport just hitting her knee strike and getting the victory. But there was one particular spot that I did like in this. And that was when Nikita Lyons and Blair were on the outside and Blair was standing next to the ring post and Nikita did her little roundhouse kick. And instead Blair moved out of the way. So her leg just like hit the ring post. And that was kind of, that was a cool spot, particularly because that was the leg that she injured. So I like that they came up with that. I thought that was fun, but Blair Davenport, she gets her victory. And, um, uh, that was definitely the right call because Blair Davenport is a pretty good one, though. Uh, but Tiffany, Str I mean, sorry, Nikita Lyons didn't look bad at all. She looked perfectly fine as well. Um, all right. The other match that we saw with the women was Gigi Dolan versus Cora Jade. Um, this was a simple match. I think this match was missing a little bit of fireworks for me. I thought that it could have been just a little bit more uh, exciting. But regardless, Cora Jade, she gets her win. She looked phenomenal. Um, I really would like it if they just got a little bit deeper with this story. I wouldn't mind them running back this match but with 
just going a little deeper because I feel like there's been something missing um, with Gigi Dolan in the sense that she was really such a featured act on NXT um, like last year or the year before. I don't remember what year we're on anymore. But the point is that she's really not anymore. And it kind of feels weird. Like I feel like they should be doing more with Gigi Dolan. So I would like them to continue the story with Gigi and Cora Jade and just get a little deeper with it because – um, yeah, I felt like this match didn't really feel like it was the uh, end-all, be-all for Gigi and Cora Jade. But Cora looked phenomenal, by the way. Uh, she looked really good. I'm loving just like her new look, period. She looks great. Um, all right. Someone's asking what about Mandy Rose coming back. I have no idea, guys. That's a tough one. That's a real tough one because, you know, she was released and, you know, decisions were made. So I don't know if Mandy Rose would come back. I have no idea. All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and press on from here. So um, we need to get into what went down with the men. So I want to go into the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Now, this one here, I feel... Actually, I need to bring up this freaking... Um, no, I don't have the bracket. Where'd the bracket go? All right, here we go. I got the bracket. All right, so for the bracket, we have Braun Breaker, Baron Corbin, uh, first round match against Gallus, and Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin won this match. Now, I got to say, this match was not bad at all in the sense that we got some really good moments there with Braun and Baron, uh, two of which were actually my favorite were from Braun Breaker because Braun Breaker did a, a suplex on both guys. So it looked pretty freaking intense, man. Like, I don't know how he did it, but he did it. And then I did like the um, the spear from Braun Breaker to Wolfgang. I thought that was kind of funny because Wolfgang is like such a big dude. So like when Braun Breaker ran into him, it was like, running it was literally like spearing this big giant teddy bear and that's what it looks like so i really did like this but uh baron corbin and braun breaker they advanced in the tournament the other first round match that we had was hank walker and tank ledger versus axiom and nathan frazier now here's the thing i was kind of bummed when i saw that both of these teams were going up against each other because you guys know you guys know I freaking like Hank and Tank. Hank and Tank, man, I'm freaking rooting for them. I feel like we need to see more of Hank and Tank. Like, push this team. Uh, I like I like their chemistry with one another. Uh, I just really like this team. So I want to see Hank and Tank move forward. But damn, who the hell roots against Axiom and Nathan Frazier? Axiom and Nathan Frazier are funny. They're talented. They had great matches against each other. Now they're having good matches with each other. Uh, there's no way that these two guys can't move forward. They end up moving forward in this tournament, but I was bummed because I wanted both of these teams to move forward. But anyways, so Axiom and Nathan Frazier, uh, they get the win in this match. And both of these teams, man, they're polar freaking opposite. They're polar opposite teams, but made for a, a fun little matchup here with Nathan Frazier and Axiom uh, moving forward. So... We are now going to be seeing Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin versus Axiom and Nathan Frazier in the second round. But that's probably going to be in a few weeks because over on the right side of the bracket, we got Chase U versus the LWO. And I'm sorry, I need to see LWO win this. I'm sorry, Chase U, but like, no, the LWO is just a way better tag team. And they're so exciting to watch. 
no, I need to go at the LWO here. They need to win this. And then we also have Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Idris Sanofi and Malik Blade. So here's the deal that's going on with these guys. So first of all, Malik and Idris are a good tag team. For those of you who do not know, they're a really good tag team. They just don't seem to do very much with them. But when they're in the ring, they're very, very entertaining. Okay, they're losing this. They're clearly losing this because I do think that Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams are going all the way to the finals. Now, for those of you who did not watch NXT today, you're like, what the hell? Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams? I thought they were like almost not going to be friends anymore. So what happened here is that Trick Williams is still not, doesn't know when he's having this match against Ilya Dragunov. Ilya Dragunov is still written out, which kind of sucks, right? Well, Trick Williams was convinced by Carmelo Hayes to team up together and enter into the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. So the reason that Carmelo Hayes wants to do this is he's like, oh, you know, that way you could be two titles trick. And he just seems a lot peppier than normal. And we've been talking about all of the red flags from Carmelo Hayes. So this feels like he has a trick up his sleeve there is no way there if they win this i don't know man something's happening i think something's happening all the way at the finals um i don't know there needs to be an implosion i don't know when the hell the implosion is going to happen at this point i thought it was going to happen a couple weeks ago it didn't happen i don't know when this implosion will happen but uh i'm thinking it's probably going to be Braun breaker baron corbin versus carmelo hayes and trick williams in the finals so that's where i'm at Brenda Boxer says, you don't want more Duke and Andre? No. Honestly, I'm so, and I know you guys already know this, all right? The chat already knows this. I was not really a Chase U kind of gal, all right? I really wasn't. But now with the storyline about the money and being broke, they've lost me. They've lost me on this one. I'm not into this storyline, guys. Uh, I was in the beginning. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's see what we're doing here. They lost me on this one this is the one storyline where i just can't get invested uh the only part that i'm invested in is thea hale crushing on this guy i'm curious to see what jc jane's plan is because she's got a plan to get the money back but that's it that's it i'm ready to see something new and exciting or have them like finish out this storyline um with the whole chase you being broke you know uh i don't know i just feel like there's not much going on there right now it feels like they're feels like they're saving this act that they've really liked for such a long time, but it's not going anywhere. They're not moving anywhere. They're not even moving in a lateral direction. I feel like they've actually taken a couple steps back. So for that reason, I'm kind of out on the whole chase you broke university storyline. This one isn't for me. Uh, that one's not for me, guys. And and I'm sorry, I was never a Chase U fan. I know, I know, I know this. <laughs> the Pep Jr. says, I'm surprised NXT was on since there was a tornado in Orlando this evening. Oh, I saw that on Twitter, actually. I did see something about that, but I didn't know like when or where or what was going on. Uh, thank you so much to the Pep Jr. for sending in this super chat, by the way. I appreciate that, man. Um, All right, so let's go ahead and get into... Let's see what else we need to talk about in regards to this show. We also had a match between Tony D'Angelo, uh, excuse me, Tony D'Angelo and Stax defending their NXT tag team titles against uh, OTM. Both teams looked really good. Uh, my favorite thing about this was like Tony D'Angelo 
literally launching stacks onto the other side of over the ropes to the guys on the outside. That was a really good bit right there too. But uh, both teams looked really great. The family retains um, digging what they're doing with their new. Uh, oh, shit. I forgot the girl's name. Someone can remind me here in the chat. But they're doing a whole bit where now they got like a. I don't know if she's she's not like I don't know if she's the boss. But she's making moves, though. She's definitely making moves. I like that, though. I think that uh, the family needed something additional to add to their act. And I didn't think this match was bad. I know that sometimes with Tony D and Stax, you need a little bit more of the bells and whistles. But for the most part, I thought that they had a pretty good little matchup today. Thank you so much to YT. It's Adrian Rizzo. Thank you so much. Rizzo. Adrian Rizzo. That's what it is. Shit, guys. What the hell? That's all that happened. We literally ran through NXT super fast today. <laughs> literally. Uh, Adriana. Why is there? Some people are saying, hold on, hold on. Some people are saying Adrian, Angela, Adriana. I'm assuming it's Adriana. Adriana Rizzo. Damn. Guys, we literally flew through NXT today. Mm, we did it. Um, all right, before we wrap things up, if you guys want to send in any last-minute thoughts, something that we didn't touch on, uh, you're more than welcome to send in uh, any comments here. We got YT who says, would love if Mako returns and wins next week. I don't know that she would win. I definitely do not think she would win, but I would like it if she returned, that's for sure, because I do enjoy her matches very much so. Um, we got Will Chisholm who says, uh, OTM, M-O-T-M, <laughs> might have a new member so faction warfare huh oh yes that's right that's right yeah they had that backstage segment um in the parking lot as it was in the parking lot i believe yeah thank you so much will it took me a second to uh get with what you were going there but thank you so much to will uh yeah they also got their uh new gal their new gal and tony says denise skipped over menza and briggs briggs got his win guys any Anything metaphor, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Not yet, guys. You guys know this. I haven't been digging metaphor. So it tends to be my thing on the show where I'm just like, I would prefer to see Chase University. Yeah, that's where I'm at with that, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. But Josh Briggs, though, I am very happy for him. Josh Briggs is going the singles direction. Uh, we found this out last week in this heartbreaking, uh, you know, breakup of him and jo and um, Brooks Jensen and Fallon Henley. Uh, but Fallon Henley's moved on. She's doing her own thing. She's doing, she's moving on. <sighs> Tony says OTM meets their newest member, Jada Parker. David Capelin, thank you so much for the super chat. He says, I know this is off topic, but Billy Starks is adorable. It's definitely off topic, David. Um, I do have an interview with Billy Starks that's been here on the channel for like over a year now. If you guys want to check it out. She's she's um she's very lovely. If you guys want to check that interview out. So yeah. All right, guys. Before I go, if you haven't been checking out the YouTube content, please do. I have mentioned in past streams that I have been uploading so much freaking content and I'm not even lying to you. This week alone, and it's only Tuesday, I uploaded an interview with Kushida and you guys know he's got dual contracts with New Japan Pro Wrestling and TNA Wrestling. So we talk about that. The interview is all in English, by the way. Uh, I thought his English was, oh my God, I was 
completely shocked. I was completely shocked by how good his English was because we didn't get to see much of that on NXT. But uh, he talks about quite a bit of stuff on there. And then the second interview that I uploaded was with Will Ospreay. And um, that was set up through Impact as well. So that was, sorry, TNA Wrestling. So we got to talk a lot about that because he's a big you know, fan of TNA wrestling. He's going to be on the Snake Eyes show. But we talked about that. We talked about just like his overall year in 2023. So that one's like a can't miss interview because Will Ospreay is literally one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He, we talk about him having the most uh, five or most... <laughs> Five-star rated matches, but like more than five stars, five and above rated matches. He's at 32. Uh, so we talk about that. And it's just a very fun interview with him. I think that you'll kind of get to know his personality a little bit more. Like this guy is going to be AEW world champion at some point this year, guys. At some point this year, that is happening. Uh, so check out that interview now. And then the third one that I uploaded was with Ray Phoenix. So yesterday, he was a spokesperson for Marvel's Echo, which is supposed to be coming out tonight on Hulu and Disney, I believe. And he was chosen as a spokesperson for this. So basically what they had him do was do this press event where he taught media members and fans how to wrestle. Uh, I was a chicken. I didn't do any of it, but I recorded it. Um, but we got to do a quick little interview where he gives me an update on his injury. Uh, he talks about AEW using more luchadors. And he also talks about his uh, best of seven series between the Death Triangle and the Elite. So it's a very good little 10-minute interview that we did there. And that one is also all in English. Now, I had interviewed Ray Phoenix a couple of times before, and all of our interviews were in Spanish because I did not know how good his English was. I was like, holy shit, dude, what the hell? He was phenomenal. Um, and, I've been, and I've been seeing a lot of comments of people saying the exact same thing, saying that they didn't even know like that was like how good his English was. So you can also check that one out. And then I have one more interview dropping tomorrow, and I'll probably be shooting a video after this. So there's a lot of content dropping on the channel, guys. This is the year. This is the year that I hit 200K. I don't know how. I told you guys, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to freaking do it. <laughs> I don't know how, though. <laughs> but that's about it for today, guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And I will be back tomorrow with Righteous Reg to chat about AEW Dynamite. There's a lot going on on that show tomorrow. Alrighty, everyone. I'll catch you on Wednesday, then Friday for SmackDown, and then Saturday for Impact Wrestling. Hard to kill. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day.